So what's up? What's up? Okay, I just had to open the episode like I always do, so that you could ask me what's up, so that I can tell you what I was just about to tell you, which is the fucking effort that I've put into... So, so for those of you that don't know, I am in a Pokemon Draft League, and a Pokemon Draft League is basically, you get someone to uh, put, like, uh, groups of Pokemon in, like, tiers, like, you know, tier 1, tier 2, tier 3, tier 4... Um, and then you and everyone else in the league goes uh, like a snake draft. So first person to 16th, then 16th to first, picking a Pokemon from the first tier, picking two Pokemon from the first tiers, the second tier, the third tier, and so on and so forth. Yes. Um, I understand this because I have participated in fantasy sports. Yeah, yeah, it's fantasy sports. It's fantasy. The, the the drafting process is fantasy sports for Pokemon. And then once you've assembled your team of ten guys, you do battle with each other. This yes. season is this season, which is uh, friend of the pod, uh, legend of the pod, Roy, who Roy League. We love Roy's Pokemon League. This season is a monotype season, and I am the Ice type trainer. And I have been going. I, I've decided to go with a ReZero themed team because I'm me, and there's a lot of ice magic uh-huh. in that show. Um, and the, I, I have not been like slacking on my preparation for the battles that I have. Like I have a battle tonight and I've been doing a fair amount of prep and thinking about it, but the amount of prep that I have done for any of my battles is paling in comparison to the amount of time I've spent on this fucking Photoshop of, of putting all of my <laughs> Pokemon onto, onto the bodies and heads of my, uh-huh. of the ReZero characters that they're named after. And I'm sending this image to you right now, uh, Yanos, this will be on my right. Twitter this will be on my look Twitter. At this this uh, will be on my Twitter by the time you're hearing oh, this. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I spent so much time on this. this is, I'm also the perfect person uh, for you to talk to this because I have neither seen ReZero nor do I know anything about Pokemon. I recognize the one that's like in the background because Matt made... Um, Made the Travis yeah. emoji yeah. out of that. <laughs> Mega Glalie, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, the, so you, you are the perfect person to experience this, because you don't get any of the references happening here, and no. you can just say, wow, cool <laughs> cool Photoshop job, Sarah, you did a great job on this one. <laughs> it is really high effort Photoshop, and, uh, y- you know, there's a lot of, like, breast here, uh, <laughs> under, like, the heads of these, like, Pokemon like animals, yes. so that's, uh, that's an experience. We've, we've, we've Isle, Weavile and uh, Alolan Sand Slash <laughs> are fucking stacked. <laughs> Incredible. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> proud of this. this. This is going to get six likes on Twitter. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It really Fuck. is like an incredibly you thing to do. I'm... <laughs> I'm... I appreciate that statement more than you could possibly know. God. Oh, okay. God, I got the fucking is, is game. Is ReZero good? Yes, ReZero is actually fucking incredibly good. And I, 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 I'm going to try to impress this upon you because you did just ask the question. ReZero is genuinely one of my favorite anime of all time. The It is it it, it, it pitches itself as this, like... Oh, we're gonna like. The, I feel like the way that it was, I was pitched upon it is. Oh, we're gonna do a fucking. Oh, it's it's a shonen de it, or not a shonen, uh, an isekai deconstruction. It's and uh-huh. like, but like 
it actually follows through on the attempts of deconstruction and it also is just like a really fucking good story it's got some incredible world building i love all of the characters like there is so much gore in it and like i i just love you know I, i'm a big gore fan I, you know yeah. you've listened to this podcast I, you know that i'm a huge gore of fan course. it's it is it's and it's like it's like it's it's almost like at times it is a horror anime like it, it so effortlessly bounces back and forth from being like a fucking high fantasy like royal selection political drama to mm. like interpersonal character like extremely strong interpersonal character moments like i genuinely think the best episodes of the show are when nothing happens except two characters talk to each other for a long time Love like that. I, and then also just like extreme like because the protagonist dies a lot he's he's groundhog daying his oh, way through yeah, this world yeah, yeah. and he fucking he's been disemboweled like four times where i'm at in the in the story right now um uh-huh. and that's that's not to count all the other ways that he has died horribly <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah because i and now now that you mention it yeah i heard of it that it's like a groundhog day is okay story i'm just there's just so many shows like i always forget what i heard of which of them i yeah, I have been no. wanting to check it out just because you keep talking about it a lot. Um, it's it's the thing is that like I, God, I'm sorry. I I, talk, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Rezero yeah. because it is what it is. One of like two of my like two of my favorite shows are it and um. Th- I mean th- these are not like I don't know if these would chart in my like top ten of all time, but like. It and Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai are two okay. of the two of the have the biggest gulfs between what you think the show is and what the show <laughs> actually is. Like, like the the fact I'm, I'm I'm thinking about Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which is like an incredibly smart and like in like introspective uh-huh. thing about like what it the mortal ideal the mortal idea of being known and experiencing like interpersonal like how to navigate relationships as a person yeah. and it's called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> it's a terrible title! But it's like, not the title the I want to, like, tell my friends when they're asking, like, what show I'm currently watching. The, I don't want to tell thing, them Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl like, Senpai. The thing, that, the thing that's really funny is that the title is, like, a throwaway reference to, like, the very first episode of the show, because uh-huh. the show opens up with um, the this character Sakurajima, who is like she has just one day woken up to found her to find herself like invisible to the world. Like she is still existing in it, but like no one notices her, no one can hear her when she talks, except for the main character whose name escapes me at the moment because he's not as important in my opinion. <laughs> but she shows up wearing she's wearing this fucking like Playboy bunny outfit because she's like, hey, can anyone fucking see me? I'm running around in a fucking like like a wait a Vegas waitress outfit. Can anyone? fucking see me and like he just says like i'm not dreaming am i like you're just chilling here in a bunny outfit and she's like oh fuck you can see me and that's what the title is great Love <laughs> I'm, sorry anyway. that I'm, I'm sorry that i'm rambling so I'm... I, I don't want to talk about this movie <laughs> i mean i do My... want to talk about this movie i just have so many fucking conflicting thoughts about it that they're manifesting in me it's... talking about <laughs> it's definitely a movie i just wanted to add to the to the anime stuff, one thing about like currently the anime I'm watching is I've been watching Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, and oh fuck, what something? Oh god, Smile Bomb is all time. It's really good, and the other thing I've been watching recently because I've I'm doing a lot of podcasts, um, uh-huh. and recently I've also been like guesting on some of them. I've been invited to go on Pot of Greed, Hell so yeah. I've been watching a lot of Yu Gi Oh GX recently. 
I don't think I need to watch all of them before I uh, do the episode, but I want to no. do a good job. So like I'm at least trying to get an idea and a great show. <laughs> But, you you need to make yeah. you need to make sure that it's you need to make sure that it's a good episode of production caliber product. Exactly, I uh, want to get up to that standard. But yeah, right. that th- doesn't allow me to like start ReZero until I do that episode at least. Yeah. The other thing but, I wanted to say about ReZero is for a long time before uh, before I like actually looked up what it is, I thought it uh-huh. was gonna be like a sequel to Fate Zero. <laughs> <laughs> that is very understandable. <laughs> oh god, I have so it's many thoughts anime about anime titling <laughs> conventions. You know, yeah, I mean that, it's that's that's light novel stuff though. Like honestly, like fucking. Well, I mean, Fate's a visual novel, so it doesn't have a light novel title. But like, fucking light novel titles are a trip. Yeah, ReZero, starting life from zero in a brand new world. Like just. Just the most mouthful of title, uh, mo- the most mouthful of titles you could possibly get. Anyways, I need to save my thought. I need to put bo- put all these thoughts about ReZero back in the box and close that yes. away until I do my inevitable podcast special made snacks, which will be my ReZero watch along <laughs> podcast <laughs> rewatch. Uh, I have been actually considering doing that. I think I want. I think I'm going to before this year is over. Sure? I'm going to have started that another is, fucking uh... podcast. Why not? How long is Jujutsu Kaisen on, on on a break? Um, we don't know when this next season's coming back, but uh, the movie is out this winter. Okay. Yeah, so. it's like unless you're doing manga episodes, I guess. Yeah, yeah we're not really. There, we so. wanted. To, I I I I'd mentioned that we want to talk. That we maybe want to do a manga episode or two to just to talk about it, but. Um, that hasn't really happened. Mm. Yeah, but anyways, that's we're ten and a half minutes in, and all we've done is talk yeah. about anime. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> you. You you really fucking just like you were <laughs> asking me the question of is ReZero good? Just signs <laughs> away the next ten minutes of your life. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we're just doing content here, you know. Uh, yeah. <sighs> it's welcome uh, to Fear Bait. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I was using the Travis McElroy patented technique of yes ending in podcasting. Um, by asking you that question, so. everyone it's your number one what if a wes anderson movie was fucked up podcast <laughs> uh, i'm i'm God. sarah and i'm janos and i'm welcome back janos thank you for coming back on the pod it's i'm very excited to do this episode especially about this movie which i have so so many thoughts <laughs> about i i have I have a lot of very surface level things about it, but I also have a, I have a lot of thinking that I've done about this movie. Nice, and you just watched it, right? Yeah, I, I I like just finished it like fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, I watched this movie like many years ago, uh, when it was on German Netflix. I have seen Old Boy before, 
Uh, yeah, me, I've I've seen I've seen Old Boy up until the yeah. last twenty minutes because I was watching it with my uh, I, I was watching it with my I think I was watching it with my mom and then oh. the reveal the reveal of that happens in the last twenty minutes was like oh, okay I think I'm good on this I think <laughs> I think I'll come back to this one later and then I just never have I, I like that movie but like the, the Old Boy is like peak. Uh... This movie is so fucked up. You you gotta right. watch this movie, but it has such a twist at the ending. Yeah, it's it's when I had like my my peak film bro phase. That was like an inescapable movie, right? Right, of course. I mean the the hammer scene is fucking legendary for a reason. Like it's good. Park Chan Wook is a really good director. Yeah. <laughs> so I have seen um, that, but I haven't seen any of his other like what, what uh, else South Korean movies that he did like before Old Boy. Um, I heard they're like even more violent. <laughs> so, um, what did he he oh he directed no he produced Snowpiercer. What else did he direct? He directed uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, oh, he directed The Handmaiden. I need to watch that. Yes, I still haven't seen that one because it's like three hours long. Movies be fucking long. Yeah, he recently did like a TV show called The Little Drama Girl for BBC. Uh-huh. Um, which I completely missed he did that. Uh, but that's like, yeah, so this one is, is his first, like, English language movie. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, yeah, I saw it on Netflix, uh, on German Netflix, and I was like, I'm gonna check this out. It's, like, 90 minutes long, and uh, it sure was a movie. <laughs> the so, thing is that, like, I I want to rewatch this movie... Like, I, and I don't know if I'm saying that because I thought it was good or if I just kind of want to understand it better. Uh-huh. But also, like, there was so much of this movie that was just, like, so bad to watch. Yeah. And I I, I just, like, we'll, we'll get into it, but I just, like, there are some topics here that I do not feel that I think would be handled a lot better if it was not an entire directorial writer, producer, cinematographer team of men talking about it. There is a sure. lot of like, the, like in the, the you know the fucking drill tweet the the most powerful motif and the most powerful theming the most powerful themes in the world to be sh- which would shatter if held in the hands of anyone other than a lesbian like <laughs> I don't want more men writing rape revenge shit even if it's not the whole plot of like it's not the whole plot of this movie like it's 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 in in the in the grand scheme of this movie it the rape revenge thing is like it's, it's like a not micro even, thing. Yeah, it's... it's like ten minutes long which <laughs> makes it even worse for me. <laughs> I, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to we'll the... get to it. Yeah, I was just gonna say like the k- kind of the reason why I wanted to do this for fear rating. Like I was looking at my letterbox of like all the movies I have ever watched and under the horror tag, uh, and this was one where I was like, I remember that this was really fucked up, um, but not exactly how. It's it's I I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I mean like, like I need th- to revisit it. <laughs> And like we have been, we have very much we we've been very anarchistic about our definition of horror movies on this podcast yeah. lately. Like we like you know we, we've just been doing we've just been having fun here, and you know what? I think that's been I think that's been for the best. I've liked what this podcast has been lately, but um, I I think this movie is a horror movie, but the horror is what if you had a sexual uncle? Yep. <laughs> uh, what fucking... if he had the worst vibes? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Sexual, the sexual uncle spectrum from this that that runs from this guy on one end to uh the fucking blackfish on the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sexual is, uncle parentheses good versus sexual uncle uncle parentheses bad. I think this movie is like like because because if you're saying like uh, it shouldn't have been handled by men, you know the situ the the background of this movie is which I have only found out when I looked into it like in preparation for this. It was written by Wentworth Miller, who is one of the guys on Prison Break. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the guys on Prison Break. I think, I feel, yeah, he played Chris Redfield uh, in the Resident Evil movie. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it's, like, this movie is, for everything else, like, extremely competently put together. Like, the, I, I was, like, literally yelling at my screen at points of, for the, uh, in regards to the cinematography, because I think this movie is genuinely beautiful to look at. The... The um the scene that the scene that like I mean obviously everyone loves the scene the transition of like her brushing Nicole Kidman's hair into the grassy field. Of course. But the one that really stuck out to me was the scene of her sitting in her bed surrounded by the shoes that she received on her uh what was the celebration? It was she got a she got like a birthday present. Or yeah, something? she gets she got a new pair of shoes every birthday. Everywhere. Do you want to like go do a plot run? Yeah, we should we should talk we should talk about the movie in order. We should go yeah. in order. <laughs> Uh, so this, this movie opens with Richard, hold on, where's my notes? There, there's my notes. Um, this movie opens with a, uh, like this just small scene in a field with a, with a voiceover from the protagonist, India, India. And there's like some like diegetic freezes in the film. Like it like will just like freeze. It, there will be just freeze frames that last for not particularly long, which was weird. And it made me think that my VLC was stuttering yeah, same. or something. <laughs> um, uh, and like she says some shit about innocence and adulthood and causing problems on purpose. And she pops a blister, which really ups- it upset me to look at really badly for some reason which is I, I i say for some reason because like i frequent the the popping subreddit like i i i, I twitter.com i live for this shit um and but the i don't know something about the blister was like visceral in a way that was really was. upsetting yeah but i li- i mean you know i like that i like when a th- when a movie upsets me with a with a with a with something with some fucked up imagery i kind of like it sometimes but I'll sometimes I don't like it. We'll get into those. Interesting. Um, and then she goes to home, and we hear uh, her mother shouting, "Richard, no!" And we get our title card of Stoker. 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 Um, I'm we the cut Stoker to baby. <laughs> to the Stoker. This is a normal family relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um. We cut to Richard's funeral, uh, Richard being India's mother, or father, uh, India's father, uh, and the the past, the priest is saying some shit about, like, not even an architect as brilliant as Richard could understand God's design, which is just a <laughs> really kind of funny stuff. thing. Like, that that does just sound like a thing that, like, a, a, a cheesy pastor would say at someone's yeah. funeral. It made me I, laugh. I kind of really love the, the vibes in, like, the early bits of this movie. Um, yeah, I think they're great. I... It's God. just... Like, India, like, Mia Wasikowska's performance is just, like, the most, like, dramatic teen. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it kind of works. It's, it does. It, I think she's really good in it. Like, so much of this movie works for me, but it's just, like, the... 
it this movie to me is so much less than the sum of its parts, uh-huh. which is like it is. I think that like the the director or the cinematography, the directing, the acting, the everything is just so incredible. Which is like make when when all of that is singing so well when it is like just humming at full capacity it's yeah it makes the parts it makes what it is talking about what it is showing me that much more bad i guess yeah, i can't I, think of I the right what word you're to... saying even though i it's not it's not my take on this like i i actually really like this movie um. yeah i i think that i i really don't know how i feel about this movie it just it's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I, I, I cuz I I think I I get the I get the I get I take away the same things from you. It's just like works different. I I don't know. Cuz 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 to me it's like it's not a good script, I think. It's not a good screenplay by Wentworth. Yeah, I think very I think clearly what, a first-time think... screenwriter. Like that's clearly yeah. the weakest part of the movie. But to yeah, me it kind think... of works in like how much how much Park Chan-wook just decided to really go for really go for it with this script that is kind of subpar <laughs> like that's that's kind of my overall take on it we can get to the details but yeah to me it's kind of like uh the, the 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 like audacity of everything just like makes up for how uh how much this really shouldn't work and understandably doesn't work for a lot of people right like like the thing is, like I, I i said at the start that i want to rewatch this movie it's just that the there were some thing scenes in it that were upsetting to me but like yeah. the, the everything about it is like like if this movie was not as put together as well as it was i would just fucking be in like i'm not fucking touching this again but like i really do want to rewatch this and like re god Sorry, I, I keep. I feel like I'm just talking in circles about this, but yeah. I just, I don't know. Okay, let's go through this. Let's go yes. through this plot some more. Um, there's a guy t posing on top of a on top of a gravestone God. at uh, Richard's funeral in the <laughs> distance. Like He's doing orange shot. justice, <laughs> doing orange justice on the tomb of the unknown soldier. Um, and then he he looks like um. Who the fu- who the fuck played Moriarty in the Sherlock show? Do you do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that I was who I thought he looked name, like. But yeah, um, similar vibes. Andrew something or other. Andrew Scott. Like, they don't yeah. really. Andrew Scott. Yes, they don't really look similar, but like they they feel similar. They're the same type of British guy. Yeah. Which... Um, but he walks he walks off, and then we cut away. For... Oh, go on. You were saying. No, I was just gonna say he's doing an American accent here, but he's so clearly a British actor. Like, look at him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and same he thing for like, the, 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 and this kind of like adds to to the thing I was saying about this movie and how it it like really goes for it. And one one of the parts of it is that all the all the lead actors are not American. Like Matthew Good is British, Mia Wasikowska and Nicole Kidman are Australians. They're all doing an American accent, but you can just tell that they're not Americans. Like they're. Mia Wasikowska doesn't look like an American person. <laughs> and this, yeah. This whole, like, house they're living in looks like a fucking Victorian house, right? Like, right, this does not look like an American household. Um, we, we cut away from the funeral and we go back to the house where India is gunching the shit out of a hard-boiled egg um, while the kitchen staff are talking about how Richard's death is so weird because he drove off a cliff two states away and died, and the car exploded. Um, and they're like, "Oh, that was definitely a suicide." And then some. And then uh, 
Grandma Grandma Stoker walks in uh, and says, "Hey, the fuck are you?" <laughs> She's also great. I, oh uh, yeah, she is. Phil, uh, who, who who is it? Uh, Jackie Weaver. Uh yes. Yeah, she she is great. I, I'm I'm just looking at her. She's she Aunt familiar. Gwendolyn. Aunt Gwendolyn. <laughs> so she gets like a, a present, which she th- she she had been receiving shoes every uh, birthday for uh, for her entire life, and she thought it was her dad, but it turned out to be uh, uh, it turned out to be Aunt Gwendolyn giving her the shoes. But this time, she gave her a key, and it goes to. Uh, I, what did the key go to? That's a great I, question. I, I, I don't remember because my next note is sexual uncle. Yeah, it's uh oh yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna pay off later. It's okay. uh, where she opens the drawer where she finds the letters. Yes. Yes, it's just right, right, right. So she gets the key, um, and then sexual uncle Charlie shows up. And uh, it's very much is... like just 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 to to go back to the key for a second like yes the the whole like construction of the movie is very much a <laughs> Wentworth Miller trying to write like a Hitchcock movie with like all these MacGuffins and all these uh clues that play pay off later in the movie um I don't think he quite like gets there to writing like an actual, actually yeah, good like Hitchcockian screenplay, but he really the, tries. The, to. State, the stage is just littered with Chekhov's guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows which ones will go off? Um. So yeah, sexual uncle Charlie shows up at the at the uh, wake and is wearing like a tan suit when ever when literally everyone else is wearing black because you know morning <laughs> attire, which he's is immediately giving off like increased. He's I don't know what it is about him, right? Like he's just constantly emanating the worst vibes. Right, and he is just like every word out of his mouth just feels like awful, and I think he's yeah. great. I, I genuinely, I think Matthew Good is incredible in this role. Like, he's really I, good. Just absolutely like dripping with like as soon as this guy showed up on screen, I was like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. And yeah, if, with this, if you can get me to hate someone, getting some <laughs> immediately projecting the vibes of I am fucking terrible. It's 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 an art form, and I think Matthew Good does a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he does it in a way that it's like it's like he, he he's terrible, but in a way that it's hard to call him out for it because his. Right, every he's sentence just saying, he says is like very measured, right? Like it's always yeah. Very, he's saying things that are like yeah. You, it's very like I. I'm trying to think of the way to explain how the way that I feel. The, the way that he talks, especially the way that he talks to India, is very like. If anyone ever called him out on it, he'd just be like, "What? I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm what? Am I saying something? What am I? What did I do?" And very very uh it feels very manipulative and i think that's really we- I, again i think i think matthew good is doing a really good job of this i think this character is a piece of shit and i like that yeah it's it's honestly like a really good performance i'm i don't know why i haven't seen more of this guy because he's great in this yeah song. right like what, what what else is this guy what else is this like guy mostly in? in tv shows like british tv shows oh yeah that yeah uh he was in the imitation game. <laughs> he was in downtown Abbey. Good for him. 
Um, oh shit, Downton Abbey 2 is coming out. <laughs> He's going to be in that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at Wikipedia and just seeing the words Downton <laughs> Abbey and then the number 2 next to it is really killing me. <laughs> Downton Abbey 2. What? What? Is this... Is, wait, hold on. This is not the based on Downton Abbey parentheses TV series. This is Downton Abbey parentheses film. Yeah, but it is a spin-off of the TV show. Like, there was apparently... Okay. The TV show went until 2015? And then they made yeah. a movie... In there were, like, six seasons, five seasons? Yeah, 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 which is really long for a British TV show. Uh, and then they made a movie out of it in 2019, apparently. And now they're doing it. It's like the Sex and the City 2 to Sex and the City, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good for him that he's gonna be in that apparently. He's gonna be in a movie called Silent Night, but it's not based on Silent Night, Deadly Night, apparently. It's, it's that's, a comedy movie. Well, that's, well then what, what's the fucking point, then? Right. <laughs> God. He's been in a lot of stuff. It's just, like, very low-key things, not not things you'd see. He's, I, I guess he's a character actor, so it's probably, like, similar types of roles. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, where oh, were we in God, the plot? Abby, uh, <laughs> we were at the sexual uncle appearing and yeah. descending the staircase and meeting India. Um, and she, India fucking hates it. And uh, she runs into Aunt... Uh, oh, I, I Aunt, wrote down the, the, the dialogue that they have like at this meeting at the staircase. Cause it's, oh, go for it. He says, do you want to know why you feel to disadvantage right now? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's, says, that's, I thought this was the next scene, but yeah, that's this is this scene. <laughs> she says, because I didn't know you existed until today, and then he says, because you're standing below me. And just immediately, just emanating the most rancid vibes possible. Uh, and it's, it's, wait, wait, no, 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 that, that line's later. That line is, oh, that yeah, line's it not might this be, one. That, that, that line's later, after might the, be when they're not later, at the party. Yeah. Yeah, because India just fucking hates it, and she, like, leaves and runs into Aunt Gwendolyn, who says, India, you're white as a sheet, and you also made false teeth. Frontier psychiatrist. Um, and this is when we get that shot that I was talking about earlier of, like, it's, it's, the way that it is done is, like, all of these shoes are in these identical shoe boxes, and we see the sh like the shoe boxes moving from right to left very slowly across the screen as the shoes yeah. in them like change and get progressively smaller and smaller and then at the end we're left with the shot of her like like you remember that promotional image for suicide squad that had the joker surrounded by like knives or whatever of course it's like that but she's surrounded by shoes and it actually looks good instead of bad <laughs> it's it's almost like I don't know, the, the like, incredible looking shots or the amazing cinematography is almost, like, too much. Like, the, it's, right, it's, it's literally it's, every single scene. I, right, it's... Oh. It's just so, it's just so, like, it's, there's, there's, there's moments where I felt like it, this, this isn't a real movie. <laughs> right, the, one of those moments is coming up because they're, the, the, 
the the I'm jumping ahead a little bit with this, but um, yeah. there's a conversation that India and uh, her mother have about Charlie in oh, the yeah. kitchen, and India is like holding a gigantic book that says uh, encyclopedias of funerals <laughs> and mourning, uh-huh. and like. I've only seen the only Wes Anderson movie I've seen is Fantastic Mr. Fox. That said, that that like her holding the giant how to mourn for dummies book like felt very very Wes Anderson y, and I thought that was very funny. It's just it like really so good. this this movie is just so much, and for better yeah. or for worse. Yeah, also like um, incredible India moment in that scene because she just she just says like her mom just who is Nakakid man she just like comes into the kitchen and then like first thing she says to to her mom is in Victorian times a widow was expected to mourn her husband for two years <laughs> like yeah fucking get your mom's ass for not mourning enough in a Victorian way yeah for not mourning enough in a Victorian way in their Victorian palatial estate in like <laughs> <Yeah>. Utah <laughs> um uh, 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 so yeah, 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 there's like India does some eavesdropping on conversations around the house and just you know learns some things, and then we then then we uh, see India getting met met by sexual Uncle Charlie on the stairs, and this is when the do you know why you're you're yes. you're you're in weaker than me in this moment or whatever what what did he say the uh why you're disadvantaged as a disadvantage yeah 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 that line. Um, to which I was watching this one with my friend. I, I was watching this one with a uh, friend of the pod, recent guest Ryan, who said Sheldon Bazinga Man has become sexual uncle in response to that line. Which <laughs> I just wanted to share that one. <laughs> so this next scene is the one with the giant, with the big book of encyclopedias of funeral and mourning, and we just have this conversation between uh, India and her mother Evelyn, who are both just kind of like <clears throat> talking about. Charlie in a way that feels like like they feel like they're kind of jockeying for him at this time which is uh-huh. a strange vibe but it's and, and I don't know I may have been mis I may have been like overexcited to get that read because I'd seen the trailer and I knew what to expect about this movie but like that scene of them talking about Charlie when she is reading that big book just feels like they're both like I don't know, looking at him st- uh, luridly. Yeah. Um, we, we get the, we, we go into the basement for the first time. We get this, like this really cool scene of India walking through the basement, which has these really cool lamps. Like I love the, the, the way that the lamps are used in this, in this scene. In particular. Yeah. I mean, the way they, they show up a couple of times, but they look really cool. Just like the, she like, it, uh, she's like it, making you know, the lighting dramatic on purpose, like in yeah. She's she's, she's creating dramatic. Li- she's creating yeah. She's creating dramatic. She's creating dramatic lighting on purpose. And I think the thing about the scene is that's really cool. Is that like she's also like thinking about the conversations that she has recently had with Evelyn and with Charlie, and the conversations yeah. Evelyn had with Charlie that she eavesdropped on. And these scenes in her memory are being like as though a like dang as though the dangling lamp is like swinging back and forth in these memories, and it looks really fucking cool. <laughs> it does. He really goes hard on these. Like I, I, it's interesting to to be talking about this movie so soon after I saw it because I, 
I feel like my opinion of it is I can feel my opinion of it growing like yeah. a fucking like a fucking flower. I d- I still have a lot of issues with it, but I think that I'm I think that ugh, mm, fuck movies. <laughs> <laughs> they make you think sometimes. They do. I I just really think like this movie is like uh what was I going to say? I, I, I lost my thought. <laughs> no, we're, I, we're both I, just we're both I, I just think, hanging no, out. I think, we're just, I we're think both I just really like the like artificiality of this movie. If that makes sense, like how? Uh, yeah, how, nothing about it feels like yeah. Like even the, the place that they're in feels so like sterile. Like it feels like a model home almost. It does, yeah. Like yeah. Y- you know that you know that scene in the happening when uh, Mark Wahlberg and everyone go into that <laughs> model home full of fake everything. I haven't seen it though. <laughs> there's, I, genuinely, my favorite scene in that movie is like I'm not even like being funny here. Like there's a there's a really great scene in that movie where they go into this this fake model home and mm-hmm. just like there's like plastic cereal and like plastic fruit and a plastic plant that Mark Wahlberg is reverently terrified of until he realizes that oh fuck I'm just talking to a plastic plant and it's <laughs> what is the good. it's the best joke in the movie. <laughs> Um, what, what, what is, what is, what is, um, I didn't write this down because I'm stupid, but what, what, uh, what does India do in the basement besides swing the lights around really dramatically? Cause my next notes are about the dinner, the scene that happens immediately after. I don't remember what she's doing there. Like, cause later she goes down there for ice cream, but. Right. So later on, she goes down there for ice cream and finds a corpse. But yeah. this time she's just like, she's down there causing lighting problems on purpose. <laughs> she just likes it. Yeah, <laughs> it, f- it feels good. Um, then we have a dinner scene with Charlie, Evelyn, and India, and uh, <laughs> this pursuant to your comment earlier about everyone's accent work in this movie. Th- yeah. This is a this comment that he makes about that Charlie makes about Evelyn's French accent is very funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, like and Nicole, Kid, like uh, Charlie is like, oh, that the French you spoke in the car when we were talking earlier was perfect, and she's like, the benefits of a modern education, I can live cooped up in this house forever, but keep a perfect French accent, which is like, God. I don't understand her logic whatsoever I, in that. Like, I, I, love I feel Nicole like your Kidman. skills. <laughs> no, I do too. I'm just very perplexed. <laughs> like, would your skills as a as at French not atrophy when you're living on your own and not speaking French? It like, makes no fucking like, sense. If I stop, if I stop studying Jap- Japanese for yeah. three days, I, I open up Duolingo and I'm like, "What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck is that?" I, like, I, I'm just like staring at the kanji for Japan, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, I mean, I guess if you like, I don't know, stupid. I, I, I don't. It, it's, it's like that classic. Uh, like I think most of this movie dialogue is like that, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's just like funny. But like, where it's like they they deliver a line with like a lot of conviction. They they deliver a line that like sounds dramatic, but is just nothing. Like, right, right. I, I I think you're right. I think you are right about this script being not very good. And I think that like I think that a lot of the things that are hanging this movie down for me are just coming from the script yeah. not being very like like you you like I I think that there are some like I think that a lot of this movie is like 
just exceptionally well polished, but there are just some parts of it, like an exceptionally well polished, like like the script has just been buffed out to to hell by all the directing and acting quality happening here. Yeah, but um, there at some points there are only so much that you can polish a turd a little bit, yeah. like. Um, but I, I think the, the more I think about this movie, the more that those scenes are like sticking out to me as like one or two particularly bad moments in an otherwise, and I think that I otherwise, I think overall enjoyed. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I still, I'm still pro- obviously still processing a lot of this and I'm going to be processing more as we go through this movie. Holy fuck. We're 42 minutes into this episode. We're maybe <laughs> 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so oh, much boy. happening in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So they, they have the dinner and um she Nicole Kidman also has a funny line that's like, Oh, don't you remember when the when something happened and like like oh how could I forget what happened in nineteen ninety two? Oh, but that's right, you weren't even born yet, uh uh India and because India is like nineteen. Um and Wait a second. No, I think it was like that's the year you were born, right? Or, or no, no, no. That, that's, no that's, that's slightly after. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what Charlie says to her. But yeah. hold on a second. Evelyn is Evelyn. This movie was released in 2013, so I'm going to assume that this is this takes place in 2013. Um, and Evelyn, or not Evelyn, India is 19, and this movie is about sexual uncle trying to pick up. This movie is about sexual uncle trying okay. to escape with. With nineteen-year-old, this is Steely Dan's "Hey 19. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Oh, are you, are you pleased with the destination? It. Are you pleased with the destination? God, what a <sighs> what a rancid song on my favorite Steely Dan album. It's it's really just the it's I. Ugh. Hey 19 is just such a bad song that just sounds so good. Like yeah. you're listening to it, you're the thing is that song that song is great until you hear until you understand anything about the lyrics and then you're like, "Oh, okay, I just can't yeah. listen to this without feeling like like it's fucking um sublimes the wrong way." Like you're like, "Oh, this is a fucking banger like ska track. Oh, this is oh no, yeah. he's singing about a 13-year-old." There's one worse dance song. Uh I forget the title, but it's like on Katie Lights that is like about some guy showing porn to children. Uh, hey, Dan. Hey, Donald. <laughs> Donald, can we can we ease up on that? Can we just talk about like joke? Can we just talk about what we're, like the the fucking dad rock shit we're gonna do when Jody comes home? <laughs> Josie, fucking goddammit. Josie, Josie is the ultimate dude's rock song. It is. Like, like we're gonna lay down the law and break it is such like a fucking <laughs> dude's rock thing to say. Anyway, oh god, oh god. Uh, keep an eye out for my Steely Dan podcast. I can't wait. Um, fuck. I actually, I, I literally said that as a joke when I'm like thinking about like a track by track analysis of Steely Dan music. God. I do not have the. Th- yeah, I do not you're have gonna, the theory. You're have brain. to team up with Felon. Um. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I honestly don't have the music theory brain to talk about what, how Peg works so well, but I mean, I would, I would do it. Um, Peg works because uh, they. Uh, Peg works because it's about Donald list- Fagan. Peg works because it's about Donald Fagan getting fucked by his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that they went through like nine guitar solos. Uh, 
And there's a... I talked about this on Pod Recesses, but I'm obsessed with that bit in the Stevie Dan documentary where they, like... They're... There's like a there's like a track by track documentary about Asia, right? Where like mm-hmm. Donald and yeah. um, Walter like break down all the tracks and like play some uh, some of the other recordings. And they're like they're like playing the other guitar solos that they rejected, and they're like snarking about it. How like this is clearly not right for the song. What was he even <laughs> doing here when he played this? Because they they right. just shuffled through like nine different guitar players, right? They all yeah. sound great. They're all great guitar solos. Like, what are you hearing there, <laughs> Donald? Uh, I, I love... I've only seen parts of that documentary. I need to sit down and watch the whole thing. But I, I love the part where they play like, the isolated Michael McDonald yeah. vocals from Peg. The Just the... Peg! Yeah, they're like, let's embarrass Michael. <laughs> so good. Okay. So we're, we have this dinner with India and Charlie and... Uh, Evelyn, like we said, that uh, Evelyn is stunting on her daughter for being baby, um, and the uh, 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 Charlie talks about like his travels that he did, how he you know has traveled the world and seen it all, um, and Nicole Kidman is like, I, I don't even remember what Nicole Kidman's like because my next note is about the part where Charlie gives a glass of wine to India and says, "1994, the year that you were born." Oh, skin crawling. And he's he's it's it's genuinely so this is okay. I think I know where I'm going to land on this movie at the end of this episode. Yeah. I still have a lot I still have a lot to mentally work through. I think it's going to be one of those things that I like a lot but will never recommend to someone. That makes sense, yeah. Like I I I there's just so much in this movie that I just think is like ugh. Ugh. <laughs> It's it's it's. I'm remembering a little bit about the berserk discussion that we were having in yeah. uh, in the in the Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die Discord this morning. In that, it's like there is there is obviously a mastery on display here. It's just a, a lot of fucked upness. Though I, I will say this movie does not does not have. I, I am not as I'm not uh, I've not read all of Berserk, but from what I understand, this movie does not have quite as much fucked up for the sake of being fucked up as Berserk has. Yeah, it also doesn't have quite as much like genuinely meaningful stuff as Berserk has. Like, Berserk go- swings yeah, hard in both directions, I think. Yeah, I, exactly. But it's also short. But, it's also shorter, to be fair. Like, this is just yeah, one 90-minute is... movie. Yeah. So. Um, uh, 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 so, we, you know, in the year that you were born, and India drinks it, and they have, like, a meaningful stare-down. Um, and then we go to school the next day, where India is in art class, uh, doing they're doing like uh they're just you know doing paintings on their sketchboards and then some guy named Pitts walks up saunters up next to her and is like I'm my eyes are penetrating the inside of you and then like he holds up a, a painting of that he did of her naked because she's sitting in front of him in art class um <laughs> and <laughs> I I like like this guy this like, guy obviously sucks this right. guy obviously sucks so bad. The thing is that, like, this is running into, like, um, very, like, anime-style bullying. Yeah, yeah, Like, I feel like this is, like, if, like, the teachers that, the teachers not caring about this right. is, like, 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 beyond the pale. It was, I was gonna like, say, like, this guy d- does obviously suck, but, like, his dialogue and his delivery of, of these lines is just insane. Like, there's a, 
at the end of this scene, the teacher is like, uh, don't you have something uh, to share with the rest of the class? Yeah. And then he said, I have something to share with India. Like, he just... (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying, my dude? I... It is a different line, like, later in the movie, where it's like, what's up, Stoker? Or Stroker? Because that's what your mom has been doing recently to your uncle. Like, he's what? going through so <laughs> many is... steps to own her. <laughs> that it's, like, is... not an ownage anymore. It's not! <laughs> this, this character is so fucking funny. Like, genuinely. Like, he, he is, like, the fucking... Like he feels pl- he feels like he got plucked out of like a fucking Disney Channel animated <laughs> show like and he's like this is like the bully from American Dragon Jake Long yeah. but like <laughs> worse same vibes just worse his his comic delivery is oh that seems like a pretty nice pretty nice drawing for me to poop on <laughs> yeah. literally like it's it's not an exaggeration yeah Oh God, um, he she she so she leaves her she leaves school and goes out to the bus loop and she sees uh, Uncle Charlie in his super cool car waiting to take her home, and then th- this this genuinely made me laugh really hard because the next cut there's like a we like there there's like the the way the shot is framed it's like it's it's and it's his car and him leaning on it looking really cool and then like just on the side of the frame you can see like the the back of a school bus and then we cut to India on the school bus yeah. it made me laugh really hard um yeah, and some... like all, all all of the girls on the on the bus are like oh sexual uncle out the back door everyone is like all the school girls are like constantly swooning for Charlie whenever he appears. Yeah, it's 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 strange. It is strange. So much of this, but also it. I feel like. I don't know, cause like his. I feel like the sexual energy that like, Charlie has is. Uh, is. I don't know. It's like he's not like. He's not like actually hot, but he's like the idea of hot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, you're you're right. He's like if he's like if 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 you ask someone to make up a hot guy, <laughs> right, know? right. <laughs> Inventing a hot guy in my mind palace. Yeah. <laughs> um, may or may not be related to him. Don't look into it. Yeah, I. Uh, so they, they, she gets back home, and I think we cut to a, a couple hours later with because uh, because Aunt Aunt Gwendolyn is there. And they're all drinking, and Mom is just, like, shit-faced. Just gone off the sauce. And, uh... Uh... Is this when... I uh, uh... Is this... This is when India goes into the basement to eat the ice cream on the floor, right? Yes. Um... So, yeah, that happens. She goes into the basement. She eats ice cream on the floor. It's... A lot of the, a lot. This movie is very hard to describe because so much of it is just like extremely long vibes. It seems. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's but, kind of hard to remember. Also, like the exact order of the scenes, I guess. Right. I like. I literally watched this. I literally finished watching this movie an hour ago, and I'm just like, you can. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm I'm experiencing SSRI withdrawal, and so my brain is like just like fucking whir- like whirring like a blender occasionally. Yeah. Um, well. 
but but even with even without that, like this movie is just kind of difficult to recount. It is. It's it kind of feels elusive. Like I, uh, I I watched this like a few days ago when we were originally gonna record this, and then like mm-hmm. before this recording, I like rewatched some bits of it so that I can recall it better. But it's like really. I don't know, it's hard to, like, exactly remember what's going on in it, I guess. Right. And it's it not, like, a non-linear like... narrative or anything. It's no, just it's, like... a very lin- it's a very linear... With the exception of one scene, this is a very linear narrative. Yeah. Um, and I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is that it is sort of, like, interspersed with, like, these just, like, long environmental shots of, like, one person just, like, chilling in a field and... Ex- just like existing, yeah, and I, I think that I think that just kind of makes it easy to lose track of where things are. But what happens? The next major plot thing is that like Grandma is like, oh, I don't want to spend the night here, not with not with Uncle Char, not with Charlie. I'm gonna go stay at the the you know name the name of hotel, and mm-hmm. Charlie's like, huh, the name of the the hotel, huh? Interesting. Um, and then, like, five minutes later, uh, Grandma's at a different hotel, not that one, and she's in the phone booth making a phone call, and then Charlie walks up and is like, hey, you lied about the hotel you were going to. Um, and there's this incredible shot of him taking his belt off that, like, the the camera just, like, goes to waist level on his backside and just follows the belt yeah. as it slowly slides out of the loops. Um, and then he steps into the booth and strangles her to death. Yeah, this I, is I, why I, I, I think... I think shots like this, like shots like where uh, where he like takes his belts off, this is why I like stand by it that this 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 is a horror movie because it's like even though there is not, I mean there is a fucked up guy, he's just an uncle, but uh huh, <laughs> you know it's not like it's not like the I, I'm not sure that I I think like most likely it fits into like some gothic horror type stories, right? Where it's like the the real evil is like the domestic situation you're in or whatever <laughs> right but like these <laughs> shots like this is like the Park Chung-wook really does try to go for like a horror imagery even even if the script is like more like a Hitchcockian right it's it's there's there's so much genuinely upsetting imagery like I I think that like there are parts of this movie that are that are upsetting in a bad way and we're coming up on one yes. of them uh in a little bit but uh I, I think that a lot of this movie is really, like, the vibe is just so disquieting because of Park Chan-wook's, like, directorial style, and I love that. Things just feel, like, ever so slightly, like, off-kilter in a way that's really hard to describe. Yeah. And it's really scary. <laughs> it is. Um... So the next the next scene is uh well the next the next scene that uh uh right right the next scene that we get is uh back at back at high school again uh and <clears throat> this is when we get the oh hey Stoker or are you Stroker because that's what your mom's been doing to your uncle hey. to poop on <laughs> uh, and then he's like oh are you also getting out of that action uh are you fucking your uncle and she's like what did you say uh, what what the fuck did you say and he tries to punch her, but she just stabs him in the fist with a pencil. Uh, and uh, then uh, after, as he is attempting, as he is going, preparing to retaliate further after being stabbed in the knuckle by a pencil, uh, a boy named Whip shows up and is like, "Hey, fuck off, Pitts!" And Pitts is like, "I didn't want to fuck this girl anyway." Bye. Um, and we get possible. We 
we get my possibly my favorite sequence in the movie next, which is um, India sharpening her pencil, which she which she just stabbed yeah. him with, and and like she's got like the you know the old fashioned like the little like handheld pencil sharpener, and like she like turns it and like the bloody pencil shavings coming out make this horrible noise too oh it's, yeah like it's it's bad enough to look at but the sound that it makes is so upsetting there's, there's several she, moments like, like that like where the sound design just really goes nutty on it like very mm-hmm. early in the movie we kind of skipped over it there's a scene where she's just breaking an egg like really slowly yes really yes, yes yes it's just like it's 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 um What's the, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the word that just like makes noises really. Is it misophonia? Is that what I'm looking for? Maybe it feels. <laughs> it sounds sounds like it. I I apologize if I'm using the wrong word, but it feels like an attempt to like channel that feeling somehow. Yeah, misophonia um, is a disorder in which certain sounds trigger emotional and physiological responses that some might perceive as unreasonable given the circumstance. Those who have misophonia might describe it as when a sound that drives you crazy. I just remembered that, so. Just off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it feels a bit like attempting to channel misophonia. Uh, which is which is I misophonia is my favorite Los Campesinos song. <laughs> sure. Misophonia to show the kit. N- misophonia for one for all. Uh. Uh. uh, 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 uh so yeah. Uh, we get the really good, we get the, get the really good, uh, bloody pencil in the sharpener. And then the next scene is when we find, uh, we like, we, there's like a weird, weird cut to India in the basement, like staring at a corpse in the freezer yes. where the ice cream is kept. Um, and this, I thought this was, I thought this was the grandma, but it, it, it is instead, it turns out to be the, the, uh, uh, the other uh, old woman. Yeah, the other old woman, the head care the head caretaker. Yes. Um. Yeah. Did we talk about? I don't think we talked about her. I don't. That's her. I don't. I honestly did not remember that character. I, I genuinely forgot about that character's existence. She like I, thought, I actually thought that was earlier in the movie where uh, and and she was like arguing with Charlie. Yeah, she was arguing something. with Charlie, and then she disappeared. And yeah, uh, yeah. India finds the body, and I was like, oh fuck, Charlie's a murderer. Um, and then we get the, 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 the piano duet scene, Uh huh. which is just, I, this scene is so much. It is. <laughs> I still can't decide I, what to think about this scene. Like, right. Like it's, it's, I, I think from, from a purely technical standpoint, I think it is genuinely like border. It is genuinely masterful. It is like, really it tense. Is an, an incredibly effective and like gut churning scene. And yeah. I think that, that is, I think that is the intent. Like, I think you are meant to feel like incredibly like disquieted by the fact that by the amount of pleasure that India is receiving from her uncle while they do, while they play the piano together. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it gets, it gets like the most intense part is like when he, like he, they're like, you know, they're playing on, they're sitting on the piano bench together. They're doing the duet. He's down on the, he's down on the lower octave. She's up in the higher ones. And then at one point he like starts, like he just like reaches around behind her and goes into the highest octaves on the piano. And she like starts shuddering and like, she inevitably abruptly stops. And it like, it, it like my, my notes say, is she coming from piano? Because that's kind of the vibe that I get. And it is like, <sighs> It's like the, yeah, but the, there are scenes. There the, are scenes in this movie that I unequivocally do not like, yes. and I cannot tell if this scene is one of them. I genuinely do not know how I feel about this. Yeah, scene. Yeah, same. Like I, 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 I rewatched this just 
earlier like this bit and th- I don't know like there's there's like these bits when there's like the sexual tension between um India and, and Charlie uh, India and sexual uncle and <laughs> it's it's always played like in this like really it's it's played like in this way where it's like ve- very uncomfortable in a way that there is genuine tension between the actors uh Uh and it is meant to like it it is very clearly meant to make you feel uncomfortable it's not it's not meant to condone those but obviously like whether that's something you like to see is a is a different question it is i i do think it's clearly uh meant to like you know as we said like charlie is a very effective creep yeah i think it is meant to i think i think i am i think (sighs) I think the way that I'm coming at the scene is that I am experiencing the feelings that I that it was meant to yeah. evoke, but I just do not know if I appreciate the fact. Like <laughs> the scene is effective, but I do not know if I like the way that it, in which it was effective. You know, yeah. like like it's like I, I guess like the thing is like it's you know if I touch my uvula, I will throw up. That's effective, but like I don't know if that means <laughs> I should touch my uvula. <laughs> um. Uh, 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 what's the next scene that we get? Because my next, my next note is a spider on. Uh, uh there's a there's, there's a like spider. a small theme of like a spider on uh on India's legs crawling up to uh, crawling up to her thighs and such. Um, and it's obviously I think it's supposed to be in- in- indic- indicative of her uncle somehow. I'm not entirely sure because like the spider the spider shows up once in the first act of the movie, once in the second act, and then I don't think the spider shows up again. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of gets dropped. I don't know. I like to. I, I like to see a spider, though. I lo- I love spiders. Yeah, same. I um. I don't know. I was never like creeped out by spiders, so it's like sure. yeah. It's a bug, I guess, or a spider. Spiders are not uh, bugs. I know uh, they're not bugs. Don't at me for that. Hold on. Hold on, Lucas. I, I'm just. I, I'm just. Um. The the main character or not the main character the the bully Pitts was played yeah. by a guy named Lucas Till and I'm trying to I feel I know I've seen him in something but I cannot think of what it, I, he was he was Alex Summers in the X Men movies but that's not yeah. what I'm thinking of he was in Hannah Montana the movie yeah I haven't seen that one unfortunately <laughs> he was in Monster Trucks <laughs> oh wait is that the movie about the about the trucks that are monsters <laughs> I guess yeah that. What the fuck uh-huh. is this cast? Star I'm I'm looking at the truck the the, <laughs> the track movie. The the cast from Monster Trucks and it's starring Lucas Till, Jane Levy, Amy Ryan, Rob Lowe, Danny Glover, and Barry Pepper. That's wild. <laughs> I don't think Rob okay. Lowe should be in movies anymore. I don't know. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> Rob Lowe should not be allowed in anything. Anyway. Uh, Are we coming up to the yeah, the next scene is the woods scene. Yeah. I think um, the the so I uh, t- um I uh, uh, God so India is like sneaking around and spying on Evelyn and Charlie, like dancing together in the in the in the the lounge of their house, and then they start kissing, and then Eve- and then India is like, "Well, I'm fucking heading out of here." She runs into Whip, the guy who uh, stopped the bully pit earlier. Uh, and, uh, huh. The bully pits. Pitbull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, God, that would... <laughs> this movie shot for shot identical, except for Pitbull, the man, is playing the bully. <laughs> Yeah, oh, nobody, God. nobody that questions why he's at high school. No, no one. Um, he still has the beard and the like yeah. bald hair. <laughs> yeah, and he's bald. He, and he looks like thirty five. They they do not attempt to make him look any younger with his makeup. Yeah. So, um, India and Whip go into the woods and they start making out. Uh, and uh, India bites Whip's tongue. I think. Yes. Maybe lips and. This makes absolutely no sense to me. Like I don't like, understand this scene. I, I don't understand the why these things the, so are happening. The, the, the sequence of events is, that happens here, and I will just I, I I'm going to lay these out with uh, with no attempt of bias, and I'm just going to say the things that happen. So what happens is India and Whip are making out in the woods. India bites Whip's mouth or tongue or something that makes him bleed. Whip says they said you were crazy, but they have no idea. Um, and then he starts trying to sexually assault her. And he is, he, he says something like, you're going to finish what you start, what you started because he has been spurred into a horny fervor by being bitten on by the lip. Being bitten India on very much, India very much does not like this and is very much resisting. And then Charlie comes to save the day before anything can actually happen, thankfully. But it's still just like, it's so bizarre. Like, I, it does not make a single lick of sense. I feel like I feel I it genuinely feels like Wentworth Miller was like, okay, well, I need to get her being sexually assaulted somehow. Yeah, How do yeah. I get there? And like, I just like in what fucking universe is someone's response to being bitten on the lip by the the freak girl that everyone says is a creep? Um, and, and what and your response is to like be more into sexually assault her? I mean yeah, I, maybe I, 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 I maybe I just don't understand what goes through the mind of a rapist but like I just it no, it, you're, it feels so out of nowhere yeah, yeah you're fully right and 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 it's also like that yeah this guy whip he's played by Alden Ehrenreich uh of later of young Han Solo fame <laughs> <laughs> and he's like just being perfectly likable like at the start he's just a perfectly normal guy you know, yeah. you can, like, do a thing where, like, oh, the character you thought was nice is actually a rapist. Whatever. But he was, like, completely 180s but, on his character. Like, this yeah, doesn't like, feel give, like him revealing... Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that everyone, like, has a reason to be a creep or whatever, but it's it's just... We've, we've seen so little of him, right? Like, it, And what that, we have just, seen of him has been, like... It just feels, like, so s- out of... It's not even just that it feels out of nowhere, but, like, as you said, it's... Not it, it, it. You can't really follow it. Why I he's suddenly buy, doing this? I can buy a nice guy doing like a sexual assault. Sure. Like I can a hundred percent buy that story. But like the, 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 it just there's a, such a huge disconnect between like the the sexual assault. The, the there is no actual sexual assault that happens. Like the worst that happens is India gets knocked to the ground and Whip pulls his pant pull, pulls down his pants, and that's when Charlie yes. ambushes him. Um. But we, like, the thing that spurs him on does not feel like a nice guy going, like, oh, you're just another one of those bitches that is right? just so nice to me. Like, this just feels like him, like, suddenly he's a jock like every other guy who was being a piece of shit to her. It's, and It's just like it, uh, it, it, like, flipped off a switch in him, but we don't know right. why or how. It just, it, and this is, this is the scene that really made me just so upset with this movie. It just feels so... 
well, this scene and one following after it made me really upset with this movie. And I think that those two scenes, like in isolation, really soured me a lot on a lot of this movie. I think that if this part was not in, the, like, if you could, ju- if you just cut, yeah, whip out of this movie entirely, like, I think this movie is still like. I think that this movie would still possibly work. Maybe you would probably have to do yeah. something. I don't think you could just like make it. I don't I think guess. you could just like make an eighty. Like I don't think you could just make an eighty-five minute cut of this movie where Whip and his yeah. entire character and all of those scenes do not uh, exist. But like, it just feels like so in accomplishment of what? What is what is the the subplot with Pitts and Whip supposed to accomplish? Is it all just a lead up to? Charlie being there and the the sexual the, the the near sexual assault that happens and then the oh, I think I'm just I'm so I think I, what I just feel like I think what what doesn't work to me about this is is just that I don't know like the it, how do I put it like just the scenes with like the three main characters with like uh India and Evie and uh, Charlie, sexy uncle, right? Like they they have like such a microcosmos, like in in that house. Mm-hmm. That like w- when it goes, like I, I just feel like this this character whip just like doesn't really fit into the right, rest why of the is world he in of this movie. movie. And he's he's, like, he's, 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 he's in it little in enough for... that it just feels unnecessary. Like if if he was more built up, sure. Like with him just having two scenes in the movie and then just going, doing yeah. the full one eighty. So, so what what happens is that like he put Charlie puts the belt around Whip and like throws him to the ground and India starts kicking the shit out of him, but he uh, he gets loose uh, somehow and like jumps on top of India in like like he's on top of her in like a section again in another sexual assault position. So like the one scene of it was not enough. We yeah. have to get it again because then Charlie jumps on top of him and puts the belt around his neck and strangles him to death. Um, and this scene is bad enough, but I think really the worst thing in this movie, I don't, I fucking, this should have been cut from the script. Absolutely. Because there is a scene later on when, when uh, like shortly after this, where India is like showering off, like, and she is like getting all the blood and stuff off of her from the fact that she just helped kill a man. Um, and she starts masturbating to the, to the, to the memories of Charlie strangling whip as he attempted to sexually assault her yeah. with him, with the, both of them on top of, and this just feels so fucking disgusting. Like, I was like, feels... I was actually a gog at them putting this in this movie. <laughs> this is like the one point in the movie where I feel like it's, uh, it's being like fucked up just for the sake of being fucked up. It's so fu- The thing, the thing is, the thing is that like, I Okay, I, I, I want to be very careful with how I speak here because I am not, I've never been a victim of sexual assault yeah. and I really want to be very uh, courteous with how I talk about this. But I I think that there is room for a story of, like, there have been so many stories about the trauma and the extremely confusing feelings that you are left with in the aftermath of a, of a sexual assault. And I'm not saying that, like, a standard reaction would be to jerk off to the, like, murder of, but I just, like, this, this is, like, you would need the most delicate touches to actually make a story kind of adjacent to this 15-minute side plot of a rape into, like, this, this 15-minute side plot of, like, an attempted rape is, like, it contains enough density that you would need a feature-length movie to explore it, but it is just condensed into these 15 minutes and dealt with, dealt and handled with absolutely zero care and it just feels all done for shock value and it just feels like like i i 
I, if I could just divorce that scene from the rest of this movie, I think this movie, I think I would love, love, love this movie. I just, <laughs> that makes sense. This yeah. scene, in, this is, this scene in particular is just so fucking rancid. I just, I can't, I, I, I'm still just in shock about it, like existing. Like, the, these stories, a story like this could be told, but not as not as a fifteen minute side plot that is handled with like absolute like there's no ki- there's there's no there's no gloves on for this. They clearly don't care about it enough. Like they don't right. care. Wentworth Miller clearly doesn't care about like the implications of the attempted sexual assault, which, as we said, was fully not built up. Like. No, it just happens. It just happens for like, it just feels like that entire wood sequence feels like they just I, I, fucking. I know I'm. T- it, it it feels like for that wood sequence they they just like stopped directing this movie and just like let it happen and then it's like oh my movie right. just kind of ran its own. Uh, I need to get it back. They, like also like the way like Charlie shows up at that scene like also just feels like so out of nowhere. It is. And then the like, and then the like shower scene. Uh, it it it. The shower scene is so fucking bad. It's really bad, it's... but it's 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 also like clearly not meant to be like about how oh this is how she's dealing with sexual assault. It just feels like uh, Wentworth Miller being like, wouldn't it be fucked up if right? If, That's exactly if the what it murder is. turns actually... her on. I guess this is so like like the thing is that like I like. <sighs> This is this is this is not exactly a one to one comparison, but like I really love the movie Excision, which is about like a girl who is aroused by like viscera and gore and like murder and stuff, and like there is such a density to that, but like there is just so little care for any. There is no why to any of this. It is just done, and like this is not this is not the the only relevance that this has for the rest of the story is to embroil. Like, to physically get um, India involved in a bad act that Charlie has perpetuated. Because up until this point, India has not, like, raised yeah. a hand against anyone. She's just been an, an idle bystander. This turns her into an active participant. And I get the importance of a scene like that in this story. Like, I understand why something like this has to be here. I think it is just extremely fucking lazy to say, oh, she gets sexually assaulted and then murders the guy. Like, just making a ten, just making a ten-minute micro rape revenge film in the middle of your otherwise really good movie yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know like fucking if i was park chan wook i would have been those like hey can we like do something can we just like do something else here like can we like not like i, I don't know let's have her murder someone else for another reason not for not for this one yeah it's oh, it's God. It, it really isn't just that it's like all the bad implications beside it just Super doesn't fit like the rhythm of the movie. I feel it like. doesn't. It feels so out of left field. Like this, this every time that we cut away to India being, every time we cut away to India being at school in some way, shape, or form, it just feels so yeah. Like, like it just feels so pointless. Like it's it's all in service in building up to this. There is no other reason for it except for the fun scene that I liked where she like sees him in the sees Charlie in his car and then takes the bus yeah. instead. Like that was but like aside from that, like there has been that was no good that I guess it was f- cool that she stabbed that other guy with the pencil. <laughs> yeah, that was that was sick. I did love to see that, but I just like like yeah, but like the, <sighs> the, this being the thing it builds up to. But it didn't even feel like it built up to this cuz it doesn't because yeah, like when she met Whip 
was like it's different like it wasn't like following up directly from a school scene it was like there was like there were like a few other scenes in between them and then she's just like outside and this guy is here and they're like oh hey i don't know yeah Ugh. so I've, I've i've yelled about that part enough um let's let's leave that let's set that let's leave that one <laughs> behind for now um so because it's not gonna after, matter for the rest of the movie it's like. not it literally doesn't fucking matter <laughs> except to get except to make india culpable physically for someone dying instead of just people around her dying by charlie's hands now she is culpable for it yeah. like that's literally the only point of this scene it's making me god the more i think about it, the matter i get god fuck this I I, I, I I think that I and I think that I'm so disproportional if this scene was in a worse movie I would not care as much yeah, I think absolutely. the fact that I like the rest of this movie is why I like is why I hate this scene so viscerally like it just feels it, it just feels like I am enjoying like a delectable like steak dinner or something and then someone just like just like just like throws like a little turd on my plate and makes me eat it yeah. before I can go back to eating the rest of my steak like no matter how good that steak was I still had to eat a turd in the middle of it <laughs> God, fucking okay. So, in between the murder of Whip and the awful shower scene, um, India and Charlie bury the body in the garden, bury Whip's body in the garden, and India tries to call Gwendolyn, um, but uh, Gwendolyn's phone rings and hears her phone ring nearby, and then she realizes, oh fuck, Gwendolyn's dead too. Ah, piss. Uh, and then doesn't really do anything about it because then she just goes to the shower and jerks off, and it's fucking. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So, the next scene is where the key comes back. Yes. My, my notes, kind of, my notes, kind of dry up here. Um. After after that shower scene, I re- my notes just kind of dried <laughs> up. So I'm going off the Wikipedia here from here until like the last like ten or so minutes, which I remember pretty well. Um. I. So. Uh, India is like uh, Richard's office is about to get like cleared out of like just all the unimportant shit that he had, and India is like, "Well, I got to go through here and find all the things that I wanted to have." Uh, and she, she, the key that she got from her aunt in the first act, uh, it opens the locked door drawer in his dra- in his in his desk, um, and there she finds a shitload of letters that Charlie wrote to her, India, uh, about telling him telling her about a all of his cool Carmen San Diego round the world trips and B how much he loves her but despite never meeting her uh-huh. um and also the sending addresses from a mental institution which is kind of <laughs> it's just it just feels like it's such a cheap like, plot, right? Like it's It's such a like it's so fucking cheap. I like <laughs> if I you do not need to like again, this is another part of this movie that just feels so unnecessary. Like I do not need this guy to be like, "Oh, he's not a he's not a he's not like a he's not exploring the world and get, and being like a sexy murder man. He's actually a fucked up in crazy person." He's just a who, sicko. He's just a sicko with like and the thing the thing is that like I love a character who is a sicko for no fucking reason. Yeah. I hate when they're like, oh, and they went to a mental institution and they're twisted about it. <laughs> like, like I'm, I, I, I'm ambivalent about this part. Like, I think it's fine. It's like it's like not good, but it feels like it's it like, feels like coming, the, coming off coming off of like the entire whip thing. Yeah. Honestly, like this is fine. This is nothing. Right. Like it's just this is like my 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 complaints about this are just like oh god, I hate the mental institution trope. Like it's it's, it's, it's really it's, just a trope. Yeah. It's 
yeah, it sucks, but it's like th- this is literally nothing new. Like we're still doing this shit in tw- we're still doing this type of shit in twenty twenty one. So like twenty thirteen does not surprise me. Yeah, this feels the most um, like uh, one third man has, has seen a few Hitchcock movies and he's like, oh, fucked up guy. I I see. Yeah. Um. So she talks to Charlie on the staircase. And I think a really incredible blocking here. Yes. Uh, just it's it's the reversal of the. Do you know why I why you're so. Uh, like, di- why you, why you are, s- what, I'm sorry, what is, what, what was the thing that he said again at the start? Uh. In the first scene on the staircase? Why, d- do you want to know why you feel at a disadvantage? Right, yeah, yeah, it's these, it's like, they are, they are in the exact opposite, like, positions of that, of that, st- of the, of the, of how they were blocked in that original scene. I fucking love, love that type of shit. I, I, ugh. I love I love blocking. Blocking is cool. <laughs> um, God, this is this is not really relevant, but now I'm just reminded of like my. Uh, this is really reminding me of another movie that like I think has has some incredible blocking in addition to some other great things about it, which is um, Midsummer. There's a scene in, in particular that's. Uh, have you seen Midsummer? No. Um. Okay. There, there's a scene early on in the movie where like um, the protagonist's boyfriend is kind of being a piece of shit to her. And she's, like, confronting him about it. Um, and then he sort of, like, manipulates the conversation to... And, and then she gets on the defensive and starts apologizing. And at that exact moment, like, they just, like, swap places in the blocking. Like, she's on the left, he's on the right. And then they swap places so that he is on the left side as soon as she starts beginning getting really apologetic. And I'm just... I'm thinking of... When there is a switch in the positioning. Yes. I like that. <laughs> It's <laughs> just such a look. Such an overlong explanation for a very simple concept uh, for simple filmmaking. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I just I just get this feeling sometimes that I don't know. We've been fed so much shit uh, through. I don't know. I I had this. I had this like after I watched all of Game of Thrones for some fucking reason uh, <laughs> that. That I've been fed so much shit that just like a show that has like very basic dramatic setup and payoff is just gonna fucking blow my right. mind. Right. Like I, I've I've been watching The Sopranos with with my family lately. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh fuck, writing. <laughs> oh fuck, consistent character, mo- consistent characters with motivations. Yeah, and there's just like you know all this fucking MCU stuff, or the like, I don't know, state of modern filmmaking, or like. Under under like Disney Monopoly is just like so sad. It's so yeah. much. So much of these films are just like filmed in a in a way that it's like on inside the studio that they hire someone else to film the or to edit the action scenes. It's it's so it's so like it's so clinical. Yeah. It's so like clinical and it's so clinical and paint by numbers. Yes, like it is like it is the it is the form not it is the functionality not the form. Yeah, yeah. And if compared that, to that, I, like I, I, if you see if you see someone just like use basic blocking to like convey the way the characters are like relating to each other is right. How how the power dynamic has shifted. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. But um, so then we get uh, a big a big twenty minute flashback in which Charlie says explains that uh, 
they he buried they, there was a third brother there was charlie and there was richard but there was also baby jonathan um and uh-huh, uh, jonathan. yeah charlie killed the baby jonathan by burying him in the sandbox and because he was jealous up. about the amount <laughs> i kind of like this it's it's so like a fucked up what if a fu- what if there was a fucked up baby it's so very much what if there was a fucked up baby but it's honestly kind of funny yeah. in a way that i'm like i'm willing to ride with it like it's it's again i'm i i'm giving this movie a lot of I, it's it's so weird the way that, like again in a worse movie this would not have worked for me but yeah. with what is happening around it like i i'm willing to ride this part out with this movie um which is yeah. I think it's, these are the kind so, of moments where, like, the badness of the script works best, where it's just like some stupid right. Like shit. this is this is such this is such a oh, wouldn't it be fucked up yeah. if he like was a baby murderer and like Park Chan Wook is like, well, I mean, it kind of would be fucked up. Damn, <laughs> what if we did that? <laughs> I um, just came to America. This is my first English language movie. This is how you do it here, okay? This <laughs> I have never watched an American film. <laughs> is this what you are doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, if Park Chan Wook had like never seen an American film, <laughs> that would frankly be king shit. <laughs> Not watching American cinema is like the biggest dub you can take. I think. Yeah. It, like what if? <laughs> it is. I, I don't think it's very noticeable. Like it's it's Park Chan Wook and um, his cinematographer is also a Korean guy. Um, who, yeah, uh, Chung Chung Hoon. Yeah, uh, presumably worked on. Yeah, he worked on uh, all the other Park Chan Wook movies. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, he did Old Boy. Yeah, uh, and he did The Handmaiden. Yep. Uh, he did the cinema. Oh shit! He's doing the cinematography for Last Night in Soho, the new uh, Edgar Wright movie. Oh, interesting. Fuck! I need to. I need to. Fuck! When's this movie coming? Oh shit! It's coming October out this year. year. It shit. is a horror movie, so you're gonna have to cover it. Uh, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy's in it? Hello? Matt Smith? Matt Smith Hello? Is in it. Matt Smith looks so funny in it. Like, Matt Smith looks like a fucking David Lynch character in it. Like, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I haven't even seen the trailer for this. I need to watch I watched it. the trailer. It's he- probably going to be a, another frustrating movie, knowing Edgar Wright. Uh, it's going to be a movie that is, like, really well-made in parts, and it's probably going to have, like... Is uh, this is this Edgar Wright's first movie since Baby Driver? Yes. Yeah, Baby Driver was... Baby <laughs> Driver was such a bummer, like... If, if like, honestly, if you just maybe a compilation of all the cool car driving yeah. sequences and cut out, like, all of the story, <laughs> I, like, I would take that in a fucking minute. Also cut out, also cut out Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, Baby Driver came out, like, the year, like, I think, like, after after all the press tours were done for Baby Driver was, like, but, like, in the same year was when all the Kevin Spacey... I was gonna say Kevin Smith. All the Kevin Spacey stuff came out, I think. No, Kevin Spacey Spacey stuff came out uh, 2018, I want to say. Oh, was the next Yeah, because we've had three fucked-up Christmas videos from Kevin Spacey uh, (laughs) at this point, which is... uh, It's unreal that that is how I'm keeping track of this shit, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Baby Driver came out in, like, summer 2017. Um, that soundtrack is so fucking good. I, I listen to that soundtrack so much. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, that came out in 2017. Then Kevin Spacey hap- the Kevin Spacey stuff came out in 2018. And then we got our first, our, our first fucked up Christmas video in 2018. Wonderful. <sighs> I fucking hate that, man. 
I, I, Sarah, I think he's a bad guy. I think he's a bad guy. Anyways, let's go back to, uh, back to Stoker. <laughs> to another bad back guy. Back to Stoker. Yeah. Um, so we, we, yeah, we, this, we find out about the fucked up baby murder that Charlie did that got him put in a mental institution. Um, on India's 18th birthday, he was, uh, uh, Charlie was released from the mental institution, which is an, which is a very strange, interesting, co- I, I get, interesting date for release, I guess just a coincidence, Probably. but, uh, Richard said, hey, bud, uh, here's a car, here's some money, here's an apartment in NYC, uh, stay away from my family, though, uh, at which point, uh, Charlie beats Richard to death with a rock and then stages the car accident that happened at the start of the movie. Uh, India is very mad about it, but Charlie is like, oh, no, 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 it's good, actually, I, I, I came for you, I, I'm here to help you, and I, I... The thing about this movie that makes it really hard for me to reckon with my enjoyment of it is that, like, the the sexual manipulation that yeah. uh, that Charlie does is so fucking creepy and effective, and it is. it's it's so it is handled with a a tact that I think is very necessary for the kind of story that it's telling, yeah. even despite the bad script. And I think that Math I think that Matthew Good's like acting brings a lot of that is bringing most of that to the table. But like juxtaposed with the whip stuff, it is so hard for me <laughs> to like so have ad- both so of these ad- in the same movie. Yeah. I, I again, again, I just keep coming back to if the whip stuff was not here, this movie would be so much better. It just like it so undercuts the, it so undercuts some of like the much more like like it, it it just feels so weird. Like the there, it feels like a nimble precision with which they are handling the way that Charlie is sexually manipulative of both Evelyn and India, and like it feels so dexterous. Like there's a yeah. surgeon's precision, and then it just feels like so, like fucking Donkey Kong swinging around doing a heart transplant <laughs> on you for the, for the whip stuff. Literally, yeah. It's it's so much. I think it's so uh, for me weirdly that that like those like 10 minutes of the movie because it's not even it, it's really not like it's nothing that much of the runtime like those 10 minutes of the movie feel so incongruent with the tone that like when i when i like went to log it on letterbox i already completely forgot about it like it's just it's just so it, it's, it's just so it's at odds so with the rest of it that it's it's, it's it doesn't it's, occupy it's, it's the so same space in my brain as the rest of the movie Right, it, fe- it feels like it. it what it what it feels like to me is there was an a, an original draft of the script that was much different, and like the rest of the ship got ship of Theseus around this. Not like a, not like this scene was like a like a a necessary thing, but like this this sh- this part of the ship of Theseus was never changed out. This is an original yeah. plank of wood from the original script that they did not. that they did not mess with in a way that very much needed to be messed with like that's what i I have no idea if that's what actually happened but that is what it feels like to me yeah so um india's yeah so india's man charlie's like no no no, i'm here to save you i've got a birthday present uh instead of the the saddle shoes you've gotten for all of your birthdays and years past i got you some stiletto heels um and then the cop shows the the sheriff sheriff howard uh shows up is like hey uh i you, you seen whip lately uh, i haven't seen that guy and she's like no uh, i went i went out i i got some frenchie fries last night uh and he's like <laughs> he feels like he's doing budget colombo he's like 
Now you, you see, now, now, I, I'm I'm sorry. My brain just my brain just will not let go of these things. Sometimes it's just uh, you know I want to let go, but my brain just won't let me. You, you said that you said that you were hungry, but you didn't go out and eat any. Of your, you didn't eat any of your fries. Now if you could just tell me where you ate your fries, I, I think that that would give me an alibi for which to work with. And I, 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 I think that, you know, if you, if you have something that I can, I can build, if you have some people that corroborate that, I'll be a real, I'll go a really long way. Um, and she's, and then, uh, uh, Charlie just walks over and is like, oh yeah, she came home at eight, at eight 30. The Il, Il Fortissimo or whatever the fuck the name of the movie was, was on <laughs> PBS. something really specific. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah. don't remember what it was, but I, I found, I found that funny. I, I liked that. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh so <sighs> I like I like about this scene about how like Char- both Charlie and India are like so clearly lying but like yeah in a way that like <laughs> you know you can't just say well y- you both have a weird smirk while you're saying this you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's very similarly to the way that like nothing nothing Charlie says could be like admitted yeah, in the court yeah, exactly. of law as bad. It's just the vibes. It's it's again. I think very cogent. This movie I think is very consistent thematically. Asterisk except for the whip except yeah. for the whip stuff. <laughs> like I'm just going to be saying asterisk, and when I say asterisk for the rest of the episode, when I say asterisk, it is going to just mean except for the whip yeah. stuff. Um. So so, um, uh, they they get like the, so the sheriff fucks off and they like start they get close to like intimacy before Evelyn is like hey what what's going on in here, what's what's going on, um, and later Charlie tells India that uh, he waited for her to come of age and then he wanted to take her to New York. Great. Um, and again, this is like, this is... But this kind of works, like, in the... I, I think it does. I think that, like, I, I think that, I think that Sexual Uncle is a terrible person, and I think this is... I When I was watching this, I was comparing it to, uh, a little bit to, um... Have you read Chainsaw Man? Uh, I haven't finished it. I have yet some of it. Okay. So, the thing, the thing that's making me draw comparisons to Chainsaw Man is that there is, like... The, the way that it deals with, like, the manipulation of... I mean, uh, uh, Denji, the protagonist of Chainsaw Man, is a minor. He's 15. And yeah. India is, like, 18 or 19, so it's a little bit different as far as the age goes. Yeah, but, like, I, still the, I know what you mean. I, have, sexual, I have read those parts yeah. of Chainsaw Man. So. The, 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 way, the way in which it, it, it... Like, there is a... I don't know. It feels like there was a very strong handling of this character to be like to be like unequivocally. This is a fucking terrible person. Yeah. Like nothing is being nothing. I I, I think. I think I I I think that this movie handles. I I said it before. Like there is there is a very strong precision that you need to get at to go about to go about telling the story that is being told here without like making it fucking suck ass. And I think they do a pretty good job of it. Asterisk. Yeah. Um. No. I and think so. I I think like mainly it's that this that that this Charlie character is handled incredibly well. It's, it's yeah it's yeah exactly. Sad. If this like, if this Charlie character was if this Charlie this, this Charlie character like. This entire movie working for me hinges on Charlie yeah. being effectively like kind of a fucking creep, but not in a way that you can really like point to until the very end. And like, 
I, I, it's just really, it's just well done. Like there, there is so much being done to make use of this bad, of this subpar script. Yeah. I shouldn't call it, this script isn't bad. The script is not good, but this script is not like bad. Asterisk. Yeah. It's not um, like, yeah, it's not, it's just, it's just, it's just, it just feels like, like you said, it feels like someone's first time with the yeah. radio. It feels um, like someone was thinking, oh, this is a lot deeper than it actually is. Like, Yeah. Uh, so what, the next is the next thing that happens when uh, Charlie uh, stra- starts strangling Evelyn. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, Charlie like uh, attacks and starts to strangle Evelyn, like kneeling on her back and like wrapping her belt, wrapping his belt around her neck, and you know choking her to death. And uh, there's some really uh, great blocking like right before, uh, where it's like just like Charlie and Evelyn having having a conversation, and you just like see one of them through an open door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This, this like, long hallway that this entire, like, final fight fight takes place in is so good. Also, I love this shit. Yeah. Um, uh, India comes across them, and uh, Charlie's like, oh, hey, India, uh, what's up? <laughs> uh, sorry, we're gonna, just gonna wrap this up real quick. Um, and, but then India, uh, pulls out, she keeps that MF thing on her. She pulls out her rifle and blasts him through the neck and we don't see Charlie get shot, but we do see, uh, we do see a cut to a bird exploding, which is very, (laughs) it was just a, it's very, it's very cool. I, I think the way that this shot is done, the the way that the the way that Charlie's death is done is really incredible, but just the way that I, I I don't know. In my head, the only time I've ever seen a bird get shot is like when playing duck hunt. So just seeing the bird explode (laughs) in a, in a spray of blood was really funny to me. Um, and then we just get these, these, this, this incredible, um, I, I, if I remember the sequence of events correctly, this incredible sequence at the end of like just the house. No, we don't see anyone like we don't see, we see like this close up of like the, 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 the window that the bullet went through after traveling through Charlie. We see like this panning, this tracking shot along the floor of like where Charlie's body was very obviously dragged somewhere. And like this house is, is like, we are seeing the house in the aftermath of Charlie's death more than we are seeing Evelyn or India in, in the aftermath of this death, which I think is really cool. Um, th- she buries Charlie's body in the backyard and then heads out to New York. <laughs> Uh, she gets pulled over by a cop, and at the, the I love the end of this movie just being like, "Yeah, a cab this on the way out." <laughs> this this rule is just this bit, like yeah, the the very I, end. I fucking this, he pulls her over, and uh, he's like, "Hey, do you know why I pulled you over?" And she's she says something in Italian. He's like, "Pardon, I don't speak Italian." And she said, uh, "I was going just fast enough to catch your attention." At which point, she stabs him in the neck with a pair of pruning shears. Uh, she chases him off. He like runs off the side of the road, like um. Like it's like it's like that scene in Fargo without the snow. Yeah. She like chases him into the into the off road and then just shoots him uh, with her rifle, <laughs> and that's yes. the end of the movie. I oh god. The ending god. is I think the, the the final sequences are also so good that it makes made me forget about the awful stuff that was before. The final the final two minutes is such a. Is such a not strange. I guess it is kind of strange, but the final two minutes feels like such a. I like it. I I, I want to be clear that I love the final two minutes of this movie with with her be, with Evelyn being pulled over or not Evelyn with India being pulled over and killing the cop. It's it's such a weird note to end this movie yeah. on. Like I th- I think burying Charlie in the backyard at the end of this movie. I think that would have been 
a great end for this movie, but I really, I really love the fact that they did not end it there and then just had, but just had this scene at the end of India doing, killing the cop. Like the, the way that she says, I wanted to catch going fast enough to catch your attention. Like that is just so, it is delectable. It is so juicy. It's I, I, God. Okay. God, an hour and 41 minutes later, I think I'm ready to say that I liked this movie a lot. (laughs) Asterisk. Um, and so I guess I guess now we do ratings. So on a scale of zero to five, on a scale of zero to five saddle shoes uh, from your dad on your birthday, how many saddle <laughs> shoes from your dad on your birthday are you going to give this one? I don't know. Like, I I do really like this movie. Is the thing like despite. Despite that bad scene that I can kind of block off. Right, asterisk. Yeah, I really do like this movie, asterisk. Like, Yeah, it's like... I, It's so hard to... I'm having a hard time evaluating it, too, because, like, I... Uh, like, there's a part of me that wants to evaluate this movie just without, without considering that yeah. scene, but I also feel like it's, like, an unfair evaluation of this movie to just be, like, that part that's... The thing that's in this movie didn't happen, actually, and I'm not going to <laughs> pay attention to that. And so, like... Like, the... It, I think the fact that this movie... The, this movie is so... Oh God. Okay. If I'm rating this movie without the whip stuff... The, if this movie... If, if you presented this movie without the whip stuff, I genuinely think this would be like a 4.5. Uh, yeah. So like four pair, four pairs of saddle shoes and then one on one unfinished pair of saddle shoes. But like the the whip stuff really just like pulls a whole pair of saddle shoes off of this off of this rating for me. So it's like a three and a half for you. Yeah. That's, that's where I think I'd land on it. Like... I love so much of this movie, but like it feels disingenuous just to say like, well, there was that one thing that was awful, but I'm not going to count that in my like. Yeah, this is a whole movie, even if that part just feels like a fucking tacked on freak shit. Yeah, I mean it is part of the movie. I I don't know, it's but but also at the same time I don't think like I don't evaluate like movies like as like a mathematical equation or whatever like yeah no that's 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 fair wanted to to also be like well i don't know i i gave it like a four and a half on letterbox so uh yeah i like like i said like i can i i can yeah so yeah it's good uh I th- yeah, I think I still I still still gonna give it like a four and a half. Next time, if I ever rewatch it, I might fast forward through the whip scene because yeah, uh, like straight up, straight up. If you you can just fast forward through that entire scene, and I do not think you lose very much, if <laughs> anything, of this yeah. movie. Because like I earlier when we were talking about it, I said that like I get the importance of the scene to like materially pull India into having an active part in these deaths. Which, like, I guess makes her killing the sheriff and Charlie at the end that, like, she's not just going from zero to murder. But even with, like, honestly, like, with the amount that that, like, that scene does not, that scene does not feel like a lead up to zero. That does not, it still feels like she goes from zero to murder. Like, her involvement in that scene does not feel like it, like, makes her more bloodthirsty or anything. Or, like, more willing to kill. Like, like... The way that she is at the end of this movie does not feel like, and it, it's not zero to murder either. Like I, if if they had not done the whip stuff either, like I would have had no trouble believing that this character would just fucking Absolutely. kill Charlie when while he is strangling her mother to death or killing that yeah. cop after the after the ruthlessness that she has treated that that she treats Charlie's body with. Like yeah, and I mean like, but just the we, I don't know. She would have killed Charlie like either way. I guess like the whip just right. 
I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think it, I can't. The amount of, the amount of times I said ugh this episode for a movie that I rate like a four and a half yeah, is very funny to me. Uh, God, I, I just ugh. remembered like one one really f- uh, one bit that kind of made me laugh out, but uh, that was was also like r- really good. Like there's a there was a there was a bit where I think it was at the part where she like found the letters that Charlie wrote, and then she's like. You know, there's like the camera shot where it's like, oh, she, she's putting the pieces together. She saw the bit about the mental institution, and then we just see like from the window, like Charlie walking by with like a, and he's just like kill, clipping two pairs of scissors together. It's yes, it's so good. It's so funny. Like that, that, that really made me laugh out. That also, that also seeds, that also seeds, uh, India stabbing the sh- the sheriff with her with the with the garden yeah. scissors. I ugh, okay, so there, uh, we, I know, there's, we there's really like a lot to like in this movie, and also like, there really is. I I again, it's a movie that I, I I liked a lot, but I don't know how I can recommend it to yeah. someone because of the the everything about it. Like, ugh, I know I, I know I'm just repeating myself at this point, but like it is just so perplexing to me the delicacy with which. Charlie's creepy sexual uncle shit is handled mm-hmm. in a way that is like. Like it never feels like like scandalizing. Like it never feels like it is portraying him in a positive light or anything. Yeah. Like it, it feels like this is a very evil man and the things that he is doing are very bad. And he is like being manipulative of a very young woman who is related to him. Um and but like it's never presented it, it's pre- it, it is dealt with like I said, the surgical precision, and then you just get the the whip stuff just undercuts so much of what this movie does so well, and it's, ugh, ugh. Okay, okay. Yeah, we we have to like. I don't think we're gonna be able to get to like. Uh, just yeah, I can't solve this movie. Yeah, exactly. I've said all that I can say about this. I, uh, I guess no, no questions. Yeah, unfortunately, I just no, want I to give like the, I, one more shout out to Nicole Kidman in this movie. We didn't talk a lot about her because like Matthew Good's performance uh, was like she is really good she's really good in this movie I think like her performance really complements like the other two like uh, yeah the she's very they're they're very like all like I'm trying to think of the way to describe it she feels almost like ethereal a little bit in the way that she carries herself like she carries she she like i kind of this movie this entire movie feels a bit dreamlike in nature but like the way nicole kidman carries herself and talks in this movie really feels like the way someone would talk in a dream and i love that shit yeah kind of has a this this that does just make me think about like what a good job Nicole Kidman would do to to play Cersei Lannister and like a oh my a, god yeah because <laughs> she has like exactly exactly that vibe of like feeling really in control of things she's not in control at all yeah it's good <sighs> all right. Uh, we don't have any questions this week, unfortunately, except for Kay in the Discord asking, how come there's a reflection on this poster, <laughs> but there's nothing scary in it? <laughs> Which made me laugh. Uh, uh, so, and, we're just going to look at Kay is actually, like, once you've seen the movie, you know that the uncle is very scary in the movie, so there is something yeah, scary the uncle in the is... reflection. 
What is... Hold on, I'm looking at the poster right now. What the fuck is on the side of Uncle Charlie's face? Like, it looks like there is, like... It looks like blood. Not in the reflected... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That is, in fact, blood. So that's the scary thing on the poster. Maybe it's easier to see when it's all blown up. Uh, I think it's really funny that the tagline on the poster is Innocence Ends. Innocence Ends! (laughs) Like, fuck, dude, it sure does. If you say so. Um... So, recommendations. Janos, do you have a recommendation to give us for this week's fear rating? Or do you need me to give you... Do you need me to... Do you, me, ugh, do you need me to drop one while I stall for... T- while I just stall for time? Uh, I can I can give a recommendation. Uh, sure. I guess... I, I guess I recommend the movie The Straight Story, uh, which I watched for my other podcast, Lynchpin, for the newest episode. Because uh, it really blew me away. It's a really good movie. It's a David Lynch movie. Uh... But it's like back when it came out, all, all the dialogue was about how oh this isn't like David Lynch movie at all because it actually has a straight linear narrative uh, and no violence <laughs> and it's just it's it's just a nice movie about a really old guy going on a journey on a lawnmower to see his very ill brother. Uh, it has. It's really beautifully shot. Uh, the lead performance by Richard Farnsworth is great, um, and I don't know it's oh, just yeah. it's it's like a really slow, deliberate movie. Like if you're if you're in a mood to that that, that you feel like yeah I can I can watch something that I I I'm in 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 a mood to to just like really take in a movie. Uh, I can I can yeah, recommend. Yeah, I, I feel like story. that's the I feel like that's I never watch Lynch. I, I I've not seen enough Lynch movies. I've only seen I think Law. I've seen Lost Highway yeah. and one other Lynch movie, but I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. Um, I. <sighs> The amount of effort I need to put into observing a Lynch movie is so high that I am so, I am so rarely up for it. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I should I should make myself be up for it. It's because I I, 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 think, I like Lost Highway a lot. Yeah, most Lynch is I, I yeah I think like almost every except maybe Dune, but like. All of the good Lynch movies are kind of an investment to watch in different ways. Like, Straight Story is a different type of investment than you'd be from you'd have from watching Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway, but it is still like, y- you have to put something in it, but you're also gonna get a lot out of it. That's that's my take on Lynch. Like, or or like, enjoying Lynch. Hell yeah. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be Fuck, I, I, I didn't... Ha- I don't have anything... I, I don't have anything ready. Hold on, let me check my... I know I already recommended it this season. Um, for, I, I, know I, already, I know I already recommended it earlier this season, Zombieland Saga Revenge. Um, but I'm going to just shout it out again because um, I hate to repeat myself so soon after, but, like, the... At the, the I, when I first recommended it, the, se- the sequel series to Zombieland Saga, uh, it was only a couple episodes into the season. And, like, those episodes were very good, but, like, the three most recent episodes that I just watched last night are fucking, like, some just incredible shit. Like, it is... it Zombieland Saga is such... Zombieland Saga and Zombieland Saga Revenge are such incredible vessels for storytelling while also being just really fucking funny. Like, and it makes me... It... it 
it, like nothing else, has made me understand, like, stan culture. Like, I, I'm now, like, I'm now, like, literally listening to the music for that while I work on my silly uh-huh. little photoshops for Pokemon Draft League. <laughs> like, Fran Choo Choo is a fucking, is a fucking banger machine. Like, we, like, the music, the music they make for that show is, like, genuinely incredible. One of the, um, one of the, uh, episodes that I watched last night had, um, uh, 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 it, it just had a, a character show up and like join the crew for like one episode, um, and uh, the the girl was voiced by uh, Kana Hanazawa, who has been a lot uh, who's done a lot of voice acting, but you may most famously know her as the singer of uh, Renai Circulation, the opening theme from Bakemonogatari. Um, which, if you don't know by name, you probably have heard uh, at some point. In I, it's just and. She was good in it. The music is just so fucking incredible. Like, you know what? I'm gonna recommend you go listen to the Fran Shuchu album <laughs> over watching Zombieland Saga Revenge. So, just so I can shake up my recommendation, nice. you should also watch Zombieland Saga Revenge. Or at least, like, like the OP is genuinely one of my favorites of all time. It gives me chills every time I watch it. Um, so that is going to be uh it for this week's episode of fear bang Janos, thank you so much for coming back on for this fucking mammoth episode <laughs> i didn't expect this one to go to us but here we go yeah i <laughs> uh, hope you didn't have anything planned for no. your afternoon well it's it's it's, it's like the evening what, what it, like for 10 me there? so it doesn't matter it's like 10 right now for you it's 11 oh yeah okay <laughs> let's let's get out of here uh yeah no, plug, plug your stuff and then i'll take us I'll, I'll take care of all the rest of it oh yeah you can you can find me on twitter at Janusz Kapuwey. you can also check out my podcasts uh you, you can check out who watches the watch which is a podcast about the discworld books by terry pratchett we just finished soul music uh which is a book about isn't isn't it funny if you make puns about famous bands? Um, you can also check out Song of Babies and Puppies, which is about a song of ice and fire. Check out uh, Immortal Incantations Heartspell, which is a podcast about writing a book. Um, we're about to finish up the book on the Patreon feed uh, pretty soon. Uh, but if you yeah, Heartspell, the- uh, look. Looking for a look. Uh, I'm looking forward to Arabella Woods's first publication. <laughs> uh, I, I've heard a lot of good things about her writing. It's it's coming along. Uh, and I already mentioned Lynchpin, which is the yeah. once a month podcast where we talk about David Lynch movies uh, and also his TV shows. Um, so if you like this little tease of what I said about the straight story, story you can listen listen to that episode. Hell yeah. We, we we love good episode productions here uh, over at noisepace.xyz. Oh, yeah. We we are we are we are doing the predator handshaking <laughs> about it, it's it's noise space and good episode productions and the handshake is just making good podcasts. <laughs> uh so thank you so much Janos for coming on again. Um and thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh if you want to find us we are on Twitter at Fear Baiting. We are also on Patreon. Um one buck a month uh, is just kind of a tip jar for the show. Occasionally we get an episode out early, but we have not very been very consistent about that, so I'm trying not to promise it like I have been. Um, so, you know, the $1 is just essentially a tip jar. Five bucks a month is a shout-out, uh, and you get uh, to send a message to the podcast. Ten bucks a month, uh, you get your name right on the podcast, and also you get to tell us a movie that you want us to watch, and we will have to watch it. So if you want to send one of those in and you're a $10 donor, because I don't actually think that I've received... Uh, 
uh, a movie submission from any of the $10 donors in a little while. So if anyone wants to, go for it. But thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Um, if you want to find... Thank you to Noisebase.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts. Uh, such as... Uh, I'm just going to plug Zero to Zero again because their yeah. Snyder Cut po- episodes are so fucking funny. <laughs> they're really good. Um, they're re- just really fucking good. Uh, you can also listen to all the other podcasts that I do there, such as Special Grade Snacks, the Jujutsu Kaisen Watch Along podcast that I uh, did... Uh, that wrapped up a couple months ago. We're going to be covering the movie when that comes out in winter, but that's about six months away. I don't know. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll put ReZero on that feed or something. Well, uh, well, you'll, I'll, I'll talk about it here when that happens. Who knows? Uh, the Wonder Yerks, which is the Animorphs podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda. Uh, and Henry Kissinger's News Pokemon Going to Die, the infrequently updated leftism podcast made by for and of the Terminally Online. Um... I thank you very much to the aforementioned Seda for making our excellent intro and outro music. Find them uh, making music under people you meet outside of bars. Head to gaygothvibes.online. And also thank you to Blair for editing most of these episodes. I really appreciate it. Shouts out to Blair at Blair Kitch on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at sunhatzenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I think that's everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Janusz. And remember, you can't put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night.